Welcome to the Ausgel Podcast, where we bring the gel ball community together. Each week, we have a special guest where we talk about what's new in the world of gel ball, be it milsims, speedball, and everything in between. Now, welcome to our host. Hi, I'm Dan from Ausgel. G'day, Campbell Newman. Today, I'm joined by the former Queensland Premier, the former Lord Mayor for Brisbane, and also the current Liberal Democrats' lead Senate candidate. Campbell, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate your time. I know you must be very busy. Um, But look, um, I I know that you uh, were a former state premier. Um, You were the former Lord Mayor for Brisbane. And you're currently the Liberal Democrats um, lead Senate candidate uh, for Queensland, which is uh, incredible. Um, You are also a veteran um, of defence. Tell us a little bit about your service. Well, I certainly didn't so- serve in anything warlike, so okay. I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, unsure about the, the veteran tag. But, yeah, look, I, I served uh, in the Australian Army from 81 wow. through to the start of 94. But That's when I, I was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm feeling old. <laughs> but I actually I actually stayed into the re- in the reserves. I was in the reserves, actually, up until about, uh, I think it was about 20, 2010, 2011, yeah. Wow, and and what was your service like? I mean, did, did you enjoy it? Was oh, it, look, was I, it busy? Yeah, I, I loved it. I was in the Australian Army Engineers, the Royal Australian Engineers, um, and I, you know, I, I served around Australia in different locations. You know, I was involved in roads and bridges and airfield construction, um, you know, wharf building in in New Guinea. You know, served with the Americans in Hawaii. Uh, went to the British Army on the Rhine, as it was in those days, with the British Army in Germany prior to the end of the wow. Cold War. So, yeah, I had a really interesting time. So very well-travelled. and um, yeah, well-travelled and, yeah. Uh, yeah, importantly, saw a lot of Australia. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I do know that the uh, Royal Australian Engineers do quite a lot of work in uh, outback communities, uh, rebuilding infrastructure mm. and um, and assisting, you know, those in need. So, um, yeah, it's fantastic to hear that you're involved in that. Now, um, how did you become involved in politics, though? Ah, right. Well, what happened was I left the army uh, at the start of 94 and I actually had a business career for the best part of 10 years. I was in um, a consulting firm for a while and I used to work for mining companies and electricity companies. Uh, I also worked for Telstra. Then I was involved in grain handling. So I used to run all the country silos in Queensland, all the port facilities. So my job was general manager operations. So I was in charge of all the the collection of the grain, the storage, the movement by trucks and train, getting it down to the ports, putting on ships. So that was my little empire. And Mm. then I did more consulting work myself, my own little business. And then one day I thought, look, I don't think they're building enough roads around Brisbane and we need decent infrastructure and we should be investing in the public transport system. And I didn't think the um, then City Council administration was doing enough, so I rather naively put my hand up and then got selected as the candidate. And It was a two-year campaign. I kept running my business for a fair bit of the time and anyway, I ended up winning um, as Lord wow. Mayor. And so that's how we came to then build the tunnels in Brisbane, basically. Outstanding. Mm. Jeez. Yeah, it seems like you've got a lot of experience in multiple industries, so it's, it's good to hear about that diverse background. Now, um, moving on to the topic of gel blasters, though, what, what's your position on gel blasters? Look, I think it's a really exciting um, sport, and I think um, it, it's, it's just something that's a, you know, it's great from, because it's a team sport. I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously skills-based. Um, you know, it's, it's exciting. There's a thrill about it. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's something that a family can enjoy as well. Yeah. And, you know, like it's... It's 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 wholesome and adventurous. I I really do. I I I've never had a go myself, but yeah. you know what? I'd damn well like to have a go. I really would. We'll have to tee that up at some stage. No, I think. Seriously, so. I'd, I'd have a go. Yeah. Probably get, get, <laughs> right, take note I'd of that get, for you field get, owners out there. I, I think I'd get yeah. uh, shot away, blasted <laughs> <laughs> away. No, I think it should be pretty good. And you know, one of the things I really like about the Liberal Democrats is I've seen a lot of the Liberal Democrats coming along and attending gel ball events. Um, there's there's quite a big uh, population of them, I think, down in the Logan area. And I remember bumping into them at at random events, not realising. Um, that they were involved in politics, but they were just there to enjoy the sport. So um, I know that there is a, a certain level of credibility when, when I do hear from the Liberal Democrats that they support the sport. So that's that's fantastic to hear. Um, so what are the political challenges you foresee for our industry as we move forward? I think in a word, or sorry, in a phrase, it's the nanny state. Yep. And perhaps just to segue sideways for a sec. Sure. I mean, one of the reasons I'm standing again is that I'm really concerned about where the country's going. Um, I never wanted to be in politics again. I'm, I've got my own successful business, or in fact a number of different businesses I'm involved in. Uh, I've got business partners who don't really want me to do this. Um, but I, I just can't believe where Australia's gone, particularly in the last two years. And it again, COVID yeah. has been a lot about the nanny state. Yeah, it's a pretty scary disease, but the restrictions, the curtailment of our freedom has been over the top. It's been in – and it's still there even even now, even though we've got very high levels of vaccination compared mm. to the rest of the world, our freedoms are still being curtailed. So if I then come back to gel blasters, well, it's the same thing. It's like I'm afraid there is a mood out there in government and particularly in police services which, bluntly, they'd like to ban it. They, they just don't want anything that even looks remotely – like a weapon, and and it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, next they'll be banning little boys pointing sticks at each other. Uh, it's it's nonsense. So, you know, I, I think that's the biggest threat that that you will have this creeping level of regulation uh, to make it harder and harder and to, to to actually enjoy the sport. Yeah, it's essentially like a, a form of overzealous control, um, I, I guess to an extent, because what what I do see is results in Queensland where we're having minimal incidents involving gel blasters. And then I look across at other states and they're drawing facts from somewhere that doesn't appear to exist anywhere. Mm. They're saying that there's hundreds of incidents, but when you ask for the evidence, it's never provided. So, Well, um, well it, I was interested. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the same thing, but again, mm. to show how much of a nanny state Australia is today. Yep. Look, when I grew up, we had firecracker night. Yeah. You know, and, you know, like we're... I've got to be, be truthful about this. I mean, there were accidents and we were often pretty uh, reckless when we were young teenage boys running around the streets. Um, but, you know, they still have firecracker night in the Northern Territory just. They have problems up there. It's been banned everywhere else in Australia, to my knowledge. Um, but I was talking to my daughter who lives in London and they still have it over there. They have Guy Fawkes night. So, I mean, Australia has really turned into a nanny state. So, you know, when, we, when I grew up, we had BB guns and slug guns. Yep. And, you know, we had a terrible massacre in 1996, a quarter of a century ago, and quite rightfully action had to be taken against, you know, serious firearms, you know, um, you know sort of uh, automatic firearms yep. or semi-automatic firearms. Absolutely action had to be taken. 
and we can never go back to what it was like prior to that. But the trouble is, once you give regulators an inch, they'll take not just a mile, they'll take 10 miles, and so it is in the area of, say, gel blasters because, mm. you know, they just see anything, I'm afraid, in some of these police services, anything that remotely looks like a weapon, feels like a weapon, uh, they, they want to jump on it, they want to control it, and they've used that terrible tragedy to go a lot farther than they should have been allowed to go. Yeah. A bit of a cultural issue by the sounds of things internally there. Well, well, it is, but it's you know some of the stuff's ridiculous. I mm. mean, you know, um, you know they're, they're against replicas. Well, let's think about that. I mean, I could go to J Car yeah. today, not far away. Yep. And I could go and buy a three D printer, and I can go and print myself up a replica firearm. Exactly. Okay. So the bottom line is these things will be out if, if bad people want to create them. I could go to a, a woodworking shop. And with the, if, you know, by the way, I would have absolutely no skills to do yeah. this. I could do it on a three D printer because <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a techno sort of propeller yeah. head. But yeah, you know, I, I I I could have a go at a woodwork shop, paint it black, and it might it might pass on a dark night. The point is, what they're trying to do as well is go after replica firearms as well. Mm. They have, and you know, like it's you know, in terms of regulation, there are diminishing returns in terms of safety of the community. I say enough's yeah. enough. No, I totally agree with you there, and I think uh, a lot of the people that are watching and listening right now will as well. Um, and, you know, look, I, I remember having this conversation with you when you kindly hosted us at, at your house. Thank you very much for that. Um, but I do remember the conversation we had um, surrounding how easy it is to um, acquire something that would look like a real gun anyway. Um, I think the example I used was, um, you know, I could walk into a toy shop, buy a toy gun, paint the end black, and voila, I've got myself a replica. So, I mean, that, the mm. argument is starting to get a little bit old now. And, um, and I think you're right. You know, there, there is that over-regulation at the moment. But, um, but look, more importantly, how can you and the Liberal Democrats assist us as an industry? Well, firearm regulation is, the, you know, the province of the states. And so I'm standing for the, the, the federal Senate. And there, it is actually, to be honest, limited. Mm. But there's still advocacy and there's a couple of other levers as well. So... You know, if I'm elected, I'm going to be very happy to be a champion for you know um, gel blasters and, and the community, yep. the sport. Very happy to do that, and you know I'm I'm happy to intrude into a debate at state level anywhere in Australia and say my piece on behalf of of the sport. Um, the other thing I can do is in relation to some of these um, processes that work behind the scenes. So, for example, there's a group uh, of senior police that come together. Uh, you know, from around the nation, tend to meet in Canberra, and they they are the ones who cook this stuff up. Yep. And they then go back and deploy you know, new changes, new regulations in their own administrations. I'd like to see some openness about that process. I'd like to know when they're meeting, what's on the agenda, what they've dis- what they've discussed and agreed, and I'd like to, I'd like to see them justify themselves. So I think I can make a difference there. I think the final area, probably the, one of the most relevant areas, though, as well for people who are providing you know, the, the, the tools of the sport to, to people who enjoy it, it's, it's the issue of um, stuff coming into the country. So it's, mm-hmm. it's the ability to import the original um, gel blasters, spare parts, etc. cetera. And um, you know, I know from the conversations with you guys that you, know, you on occasions have really been mucked around by Australian Border Force and they've got to be held to account and um, I've heard stories, not just from you guys, but of, of people 
are being approved to bring something in, some component in, mm. but then that and and then though uh, that being reversed with no explanation mm. and the business suffering significant loss, that's not on. Public servants have to be accountable. So that was a bit of a long answer that part of it. But you know, as a senator, you can actually question public servants. You can grill them publicly, yep. you know, in those hearings. And that's something I'm very happy to do if, if the industry's got problems. That sounds very promising. Yeah, that's um, that's fantastic. It's exciting for, for those of us in the industry to, to have someone of your calibre um, you know, offering support in this way. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can provide that level of support in return to you. Um, but, look, as, as someone who's had such a broad experience in politics, what have been your most challenging moments leading up to today? Oh, I don't... I don't know where to st- I don't know where to start. There, are you talking about when in terms of being premier or Lord Mayor or? Um, um, let's let's go with premier. Oh, I think. Um, oh, gee, I, I suppose that some of the decisions we had to make on the finances because often yeah. people say, "Oh, he's the guy who sacked public servants." We didn't do any of this stuff because it was fun. It was because it was the right thing to do. Because yeah. ultimately, um, the more that the government as wasted in efficiency, the more ultimately you, as a taxpayer, pay. You might not see it, but for example, um, if you're if you're a, a, just a you know a Joe citizen in the community, the taxes that business pay um, to fund, you know, ultimately the state government, you know, are higher in Australia than they need to be. That's mm. an impost on business. It's an impost on your cost of living. You pay through. Uh, just a little bit more on every item that you might buy in the supermarket or the clothing store or when you're going to buy a lounge suite or it could be, um, uh, you know, just just the, 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 the price of a litre of fuel. All these things are built into your cost of living, um, particularly things like electricity prices. So if you've got inefficient and wasteful government, you mm. and your family pay. And so... The big challenging decisions we had to make were, were about putting a break on reckless and um, wasteful expenditure and actually you know, trying to right-size the public service. You know, a lot of nonsense is spoken about when I was in government. I make the point that the fire brigade still turned up if there was a fire. The police probably perform better than they're performing now um, and the hospitals are doing a lot better um, and uh, the, there was no ambulance ramping. And uh, the, we had the best surgery waiting times in the nation. You hear a lot about cuts and cuts, mm. but actually, what we were about was better management. We got better outcomes, and uh, anybody, anybody who left actually was paid a very generous redundancy package. Wow, there you go. That's the sort yeah. of stuff you don't so hear that's, about. Yeah, so mm. that was tough because you know I wear you know the criticism of of making those tough decisions, yeah. but it was it wasn't because I liked doing it. It was because it had to be done to help. You know, millions of Queenslanders and their families. And I guess you inherit what you inherit when you when you oh, take yeah. a position like that. Yeah. So mm. yeah, mm. there you go. All right. Um, well, um, what do you hope to achieve if elected as a Queensland senator? Oh well, I think we've we've talked about stuff for the industry, yeah. but but more broadly, I mean, the big thing I want to try and achieve is actually better government in in the federal sphere. I, I'd like to see, um, you know, for business, I'd like to see less red tape less bureaucracy. I'd like to um, see taxes and charges on business come down so we can see more people employed. Mm. Um, I'd like to see a more efficient public service that actually treats uh, Australian citizens as being the bosses. Good and I'll go back to what I said about yep. COVID. 
we have been bossed around by bureaucrats for almost the last two years and they've got to be held to account and that's what I'll do if I'm there. I'll be working, fighting for everyday mums and dads, their kids, to actually make sure that government does a better job for them. That's the thing. Um, there's other areas um, that we're talking about as Liberal Democrats, for example, education. We want um, the parents and the child to get basically the funding for education. So think about that for a second. I don't know if you've ever followed and if any of the viewers have followed the National Disability Insurance Scheme. If you're a person with a disability today, the way it works is you get a funding package. Then you get to decide who you actually go to get support from. So it's a similar principle. We're saying the family should get the funding package for each child. The parents then decide which school they send their kids to and it makes the parents and the kids the customer of the education system. So if you're not happy with the school, you pull the, pull the child and you go elsewhere. And you know what? That might focus the educators on doing the very best to keep the parents and the parents happy because the kids are getting a great education. Um, so we want to see NAPLAN gone because we think it's doing you know, weird things to the way kids yep. are taught. Um, you know, those, those are some, some examples. But in a nutshell, we're, we're about smaller government, we're about free speech, we're about families being able to live their lives without interference. Um, we're talking about fair taxes, lower taxes, um, and we're trying to achieve those things. Um, so there's, there's a thing we've called the Freedom Manifesto, if people want to go to our website. It's, I saw um, that pop up on your Facebook yeah, page. It's, yeah, it's um, ldp.org.au slash freedom. Yep. And there are some fantastic ideas there. Now, if we're just a small party in government, honestly, we're not going to be able to implement those necessarily. But I can tell you what, we're going to work damn hard to get some of those things up um, if we've got this balance of power in the Senate. Because what we'll do is we'll say, look, if you want that to get up government, we need this. Now, for example, we would mm. like to see the tax-free threshold in this country go to $40,000 and then it'd be only 20 cents in the dollar flat tax after that and make sure people get a big tax break and actually then decide how they're going to spend their money rather than getting, getting allowances back from the government. So. That's I, I do like that, you know, and, and as a small business owner myself, I, I really like hearing that. So, I mean, um, I, I think that's something that would, um, you know, take a lot of pressure off a lot of small business owners as well as your your average Joe citizens out there. And um, and I really like your ideas with the NDSS. That's, that's yeah, fantastic. But um, look, for now, um, thank you so much for donating your time to us today. I, oh, I thank know, you for the opportunity. I really I know, appreciate it, Dan. Yeah, r- really appreciate you coming along. This is fantastic. Never thought that we'd have Campbell Newman on the podcast. That's absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, um, stoked to see you here. Um, do you want to let our viewers and listeners know how they can find out more about yourself and the Liberal Democrats? Well, basically, there's a, there's a couple of ways they can uh, follow me on social media. Of course, I'm on Facebook, so it's just Campbell Newman Oz, AUS. Um, I'm on Twitter, although that's not for the faint-hearted Twitter. Yep. I'm on Instagram <laughs> as well. You can find mm-hmm. me there. I've got my own website, campbellnewman.com.au, and there's also stuff on the Lib- Liberal Democrats website, which is ldp.org.au. But the important thing is slash freedom, um, yep. so they can see those important policies. Fantastic. Oh, and they're right. not, and, and yeah. I should have said this, Dan. Yeah. These are not the normal. Can I say this bullshit policies? Or is this is this, this is too much? No, of no, this shape? is good. This is these good. Are, these yeah. are not the bullshit policies you'll yep. see from the major parties. Yeah, because they're real meaty policies. They're not. They're not sort of um, dumbed down, focus grouped. They are. Yep 
serious thought provokers. Um, like I mentioned, some of them. Another one is um, that we should have a thing called recall elections, where if yep. you don't like the government and what they're doing, you can actually get say a hundred thousand names on a signatures on a petition and force them to have an election. I like so that look, idea. anyway, yeah, just, I, should, I just should have I thrown like that, that in as well. Yeah. But there, you know, that's um, that, that's what we're about. So yeah, thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Oh, excellent. Well, um, yeah, appreciate your transparency. That's amazing. And uh, ladies and gents, as always, I'm Dan from Ausgel, and you can find Ausgel at www.ausgel.com.au across all the socials as Ausgel and on Instagram at Ausgel Ammo. Thanks for watching. See you later. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. It means a lot to us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, leave a comment or review below and hit the follow or subscribe button. If you have any questions or want to be part of a future episode or even want to know more about Ausgel, head to ausgel.com.au to get in touch.